time for the Gore and More podcast. Gonna have a good time. Gonna have a good time. Yeah, we're gonna have a good time. We're going on now. A ball break, walking hand in hand in the moonlight. We'll be the sweets all day. I swear we'll never part. We're going on now. A ball break, running in the sand, feeling alright. And what's up, everybody, and welcome to the Gormore Podcast. This is your host with the motherfucking most, TJ Bowser, and joining me today is your dark lord of knowledge, Chad Christen. What's up, bitches? Big Johnny D. How you doing, Gorehouse? And the killing machine himself, Bobby Amone. No, Bobby? <laughs> I don't know why I'm always delayed. I, I don't know why. <laughs> I don't think you're delayed, but... <laughs> I think, why well, him hearing us is delayed. Just ever since <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Guys. <sighs> anyway, today is April 26th. 2021 and we got a doozy of an episode for you today but first it's time for your slice of life big johnny d what's up buddy how's your week it's pretty good man uh got to hit the theaters obviously watched some mk you can go over and check out uh the fatality podcast me brody and pulled them out of the uh pulled them out of the old project louder closet but we had the mid-south maniac himself on the show as well Mr. Corey Kaufman. Um, yeah, that was pretty cool seeing him. On yeah, it was good. It was good to see. Uh, it was good to see Corey come back on a show. Uh, and he said how much he missed it. And he, you know, can't wait till he can do it again. Uh, other than that, man, just been relaxing, uh, hanging out, obviously mowing grass and all that good shit, taking in the weather. To prep for next week, though, I bought more PS2 bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> so I bought another wireless controller because these are actually fucking really nice controllers. And then I bought a uh, PS2 to HDMI converter, which works all right. Um, my hopes is to get a capture card so I can actually do some things later on down El the road. Gato. There's an Elgato. Elgato makes a real nice little one. Yeah. You, straight to USB. Nice. We will talk about that. Um, <laughs> no, other than that, man, just watch this movie. Enjoyed the hell about it. And uh, very excited to talk about it. Bobby, how you been, brother? I've been good. It was a good weekend. I was hanging out with friends, was uh, just chilling out. And then yesterday I went and bought more horror shit. Well, what a shocker. Uh, <laughs> and, and then I bought more shit online. So, yeah, um, slowly uh, I'm going broke. That's okay. It's a good feeling. Not really. I'm lying. That's why I'm drinking. See? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we cover the pain. <laughs> No, but no, it was a good weekend. It was chill. Um, it was fucking chilly, though, out here. We had fucking, like, wind all weekend, but I don't know. Now I'm just happy. And I'm in, and I'm in my my little, well, my zombie gear here that I actually did use on a zombie um, laser tag a few years back now. Oh, nice. So, I mean, I ain't bloodied up, but, you know, as Bob would do for this wonderful movie we're about to talk about so but it was a good it was a good weekend i did not see mk yet though so i will watch that this week i know uh i heard some good reviews i heard some in different ones but there's mixed reviews all around yeah. I, I'm, I'm excited to watch it so but uh i will have my review next time we meet on monday yeah. but um other than that it was very good chad what about you wait 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 wait, wait. sorry what, what, don't what, 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 what? you did something else last week didn't you me Oh yeah, uh, yes, uh, I certainly did. You're right. Sorry, my. I also started a little show last week. I think I did on <laughs> Wednesday, <laughs> and it's now called the Machine Shop. 
the basis of the show is uh, we'll talk to like cosplayers and like uh, some people and some other things about like special effects and stuff like that. And that basis, like, so we have a show that how we could talk about how things basically come together within the horror realm and outside of that. And there will be another episode this week, um, actually tomorrow with, as you just mentioned before, Mr. Corey Kaufman. Oh, nice. So he will be on with me tomorrow. And we're coming back strong. We will be discussing some props. I'm not going to say what kind, but we will be discussing some props. Very nice. So fucking that. So that'll uh, that'll be happening tomorrow. So when we get those episodes up, I promise they will be shared all over the place. So everybody, please go check them out for all who listen. So but yes, you know, that is uh, that's happening. So. Thank you, Johnny. Uh, my memory yeah. is shit, as you could tell. Oh, you're fine, dude. <laughs> Bro, I, I didn't want to fluff you up, man. I figured you let yourself do it. So. <laughs> well, sorry. I'm a little flat. It's been a tiring day. <laughs> but everything else has been good. So life is all right at this moment. Chad, daddy, give it to me. I, well, it's just been a normal week around here. Work as usual. Like Johnny, I had to uh, bite the bullet the other day and mow the damn yard. And also, like Johnny, I watched. I did. I didn't go out to the theater, but I did watch Mortal Kombat with the wife. She enjoyed it. I, I liked it. It's uh, like he said, it's a mixed bag. There's good. There's bad. You know, but it's really fun. And I started playing Mortal Kombat 11 over the weekend. Now, yeah. Oh man, that's or, a f- that's an awesome mode, I'm assuming story. Yeah, it's an awesome storyline too. Like I'm yeah, really digging it. It's and it's like a solid three hours, dude. It's a full fucking movie, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> like. Nice, dude. Let's see. Aside from that, you know, just kind of hanging out. The wife went online and got us tickets to the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins game this season, the uh, home finale uh, here in a couple weeks. That's uh, that's going to be our uh, little birthday getaway for her. It's a couple days after her birthday. Since we didn't get to do anything last year, we're doing something this year. Excellent. Nice. Enjoy. Yeah, we will. Thanks. But, Did I just see a little stone cold there? All right. <laughs> Sorry, that threw me off. But no, aside from that, it's been kind of low key. Haven't uh, bought anything for a while. I'm starting to, so I'm kind of like uh, getting a little jittery here. I'm waiting on my damn Arrow videos to come in. They haven't even shipped yet. One <laughs> mm. of uh, well, they were pre-order, right? No, no, no. I bought it on. I bought it on their uh, Easter sale. Oh, <laughs> when the fuck's that supposed to go? Uh, he's so fucking soon. random i love him but he's so fucking random <laughs> <laughs> who the hell's a sidekick he's that little chubby blonde guy right yeah oh what's who knows andy richter thank you andy richter. thank you yeah <laughs> very nice no, no aside from that not much has been going on here uh tj what about you brother well, we just released the season finale for Lights, Camera, Exploitation. We finished it off with uh, Dead Kids from 1981, a.k.a. Strange Behavior. That is out now on all podcast platforms. Uh, yeah, it's super cool to be able to take a break from a show and uh, work on some other ones that are in the pipeline right now. So stay tuned for that stuff. But I got a couple movies in. I got uh, Blast Fighter from Lamberto Bava that came in. Uh, oh. Oh, nice. Ooh. Dude, that looks like a that looks like it would be like an NES cartridge back in the day, dude. Like Yeah, that definitely does. Awesome. It is uh, a Rambo ripoff. That's yeah. Yeah. This is the Italian one you were talking about, correct? Yeah, yes. Very nice. It has a uh 
HD master with extensive and painstaking color correction exclusive to this release. Hmm. That is that is that is uh, read verbatim on how it is on the pack. Painstaking? Yes. <laughs> wow. What? And then I also got Argento's opera. I, I if you guys have been paying attention to any of the podcasts over the last couple of weeks, I kind of talked about like my infinite journey to find the three disc set version of this that I'll never I'll mm-hmm. never get. Uh, and I, it's hard to, for me to come to terms. With accepting that out-of-print things will never be mine uh, without paying an arm and a leg that I can't mm. justify to my partner. So, uh, yeah. I get the standard edition, and I have to fucking suck it up, Buttercup. First world problems. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's true. <laughs> oh, this one says, uh, brand new 2016 2K scan with over 45 hours of extensive color correction. Wow. Hours? <laughs> hours. Hours. Damn. Yeah. Damn. Also, Brody says that Toxic Zombies is on Tubi. Oh, my Maka Hall and my Toxic Zombies from Massacre video finally came in. Thanks for reminding me. Uh, they actually feature a side-loaded slipcover, which I want to say right now should be the new normal for all slipcovers. Side-loaded slipcover. Mm. I'll go get them, and I'll show Interesting. you. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful Yeah, I want to see this. All right. So while TJ is going away... I got to say, I do like the idea of that, because when uh, you're loading the disc back under the slip case, you know, it always gets caught on the stupid plastic sleeve. Yeah, and then it always, kinda, it always bends. And if it doesn't bend it on the outside, it catches that inside, and then it, like, slowly, like, makes it worse. You are correct, sir. So there's toxic Ooh. zombies. Okay. Ooh, ah, I like that. I yeah, like that. that is nice. Yeah, that is very nice. Forest of Forest fear. of fear, and then we have another title in the inside. Which I was going to say, so so that's obviously an alternate title. Blood Eaters, Butchers of the Damned. Oh, I like so that. that movie. Has, so that movie has Blood three Eaters. titles, three or four actually. Yeah, why? <laughs> but it arguably has one of the coolest, uh, oh, shit, like plot ever. So. I, I told I said about the the pesticide that turns people into zombies and yeah yeah, yeah. and then we have Makahal the Indian Nightmare on Elm Nightmare Street, on Elm Street. That I have seen insane I, I want to watch like that. clip little clips from that movie it, it does get pretty fucking freaky is that one of those ones where like could we ever hook it up so we could do one of those like Discord watch parties yeah well, I have to do that for LCE next season. So if I put oh. in my if I put in my Elgato cam link and run my twenty five footer HDMI cable, flick my dongle, <laughs> flick my dongle, baby. Yeah, uh, that's a, that's our next T shirt. Flick my dongle. Uh, uh, <laughs> I real- think I should be able to run it uh, via HDMI cap- capture card as like a video source right into the computer for you guys. Okay. That would be awesome. Uh, real quick from my peanut gallery over here. My mother just said the first Nightmare on Elm Street is the best. So there you go. <laughs> Mommy Moan has spoken. Mom has yes. spoken. Yep. <laughs> okay. Hey, so let's talk about this week's film, which is mm. 1985's Day of the Dead, directed by the Yinzer God of Horror, George A. Romero, written by George A. Romero. This is the third film in the Of the Dead Series produced by Richard P. Rubenstein, starring Lori Cardilli, 
as Dr. Sarah Bowman, Joseph Plato as Captain Henry Rhodes, Terry Alexander as John Flyboy, Flyboy, not the same one, Jarlath Conroy as William Bill McDermott, Richard Liberty as Dr. Matthew Frankenstein, not Steen, Stein, whatever, Logan, Anthony (laughs) Delio Jr. as Miguel Salazar, Sherman Howard as Bub, Gary Howard Clark as Private Walter Steele, Ralph Mario as Private Robert Rickles, not Pickles, John Amplis as Dr. (laughs) Ted Fisher, Music by John Harrison, and that score is mwah, 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 baby. Cinematography by Michael Gornick, edited by Pasquale Bubba, distributed by United Film Distribution Company, released on July 19th, 1985. Runtime of 100 minutes. That's uh, lay minutes in Spanish. Budget $4 million, gross $34 million. Should I say the catchphrase, baby? Roll that beautiful bean footage. He created the most frightening film ever made. Then, he took his unique vision of terror one step further. Now, George A. Romero takes us out of the night, beyond the dawn, and into the darkest day of horror the world has ever known. Day of the Dead. There have to be survivors in Washington. Oh, my. They have more sophisticated shelters than this one. There have to be people in those shelters who know about us, who know where we are. With no radio contact, they'll come looking for us. I said shut up! They can be tricked into being good little girls and boys. Same way we were tricked into it. Promise of some reward to come. What the fuck is wrong with you people? Fucking dead, and you want to teach them tricks? They have to be rewarded, Captain. Why else will they do what we want them to do? I don't want them to do anything but drop Okay, so head on over to projectnutter.net and check out the Beetle Bros episode of this movie. See you guys next week. Bye. Oh, <laughs> oh that ain't right. I, I didn't I'm get just this for nothing. <laughs> I'm just kidding, but seriously, do head over and check out their review of this film as well as mm. ours. So getting on with our review, may I re- r- run this down, Chadwick? Be my guest, brother. In the third film in the continuing saga of the undead from writer-director George A. Romero, a small group of scientists and soldiers have taken refuge in an underground missile silo where they struggle to control the flesh-eating horror that walks the earth above. 
Desperately searching for a cure and therefore indulging in strange experiments to overcome the strange transformation into zombies. The scientists lose the faith of the military, resulting in a race against death while the zombies take over the facility. But will the final battle for the future of the human race be fought amongst the living or will they have forever unleashed the hunger of the dead? Boys, discuss. Uh, all right, oh. I'm going for it. All right, I love all three of these films. I, I truly do. I love Night, love Dawn, love Day. But I do like this one a little more because it, I think it gets a little more gritty. This is the peak. It gets, it like, it gets a little more unhinged. There's no, um, no bullshit from either side. And not only that, you get, a, what, th- three or four nice body rips, like, oh, yes. literally in, in half, like... I think I think they really sorry if I was too far. I think they really um, <laughs> did well with this one. I think this was definitely probably the best of the trilogy. Well, actually, no. Never mind. Night still is. I put this second, and that's not to say bad about Dawn. So you don't consider Land part of the quadrilogy, or is that like I a consider whole- this trilogy? Okay. Like this, like this. Hmm. I like Land of the Dead, but I, I don't, for some reason, I just can't put it in with these. I, I consider okay. it like separate. It's a lot later. So I understand. It is. That yeah. Like 20 years where everything else has been like 10. Yeah. I mean, what can you say? This movie, dude, this movie's great. It's a perfect zombie movie. It, uh, in classic Romero fashion, it gives you a little bit of zombies in the beginning. Kind of wet that appetite. A little bit. It, a little bit. A little bit. That's, dude. I, we see the not he empty out. It's fucking. I rad. know. But how, like that whole scene of just him yelling hello. I fucking love that. And there's a song that even has it. And I can't remember what it has now, but it makes me happy every time I hear that. Just because, like, just such a gives you such a desolate idea of like how fucking empty it is, and like it might not be terrifying to most, but. That kind of like scares the shit. <laughs> Just the idea of that, you know what I mean? Um, no, it was it was a great movie. It had crazy tension in it, obviously with the human element, and then we get full on zombie mode at the end, like we always do in pure fashion, where the zombies break in and all hell fucking breaks loose. And don't forget. Well, yeah, obviously, Bob is. <laughs> this is when we really start seeing the uh, use of obviously tools with the zombies and stuff like that. even though we got it in the very first one with the very first zombie but i think i don't think he was that aged of a corpse yet no chad hated it worst movie ever total chick flick yes <laughs> no no it's a really good movie i always enjoyed it uh, you watched those Nick Cannon one, say, listen I, I like some rom-coms <laughs> but you don't have to go that far here chad you sound uh, like total yeah. chick flick you sound like me in the M- uh, FMK comment section the other day. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to lie. I was just like, I talked to the boys. I was like, I feel like TJ wants to be in this episode. I did so bad, dude. I totally would have been there if I could. I'm sure but you no, would. Like, uh, yeah. Sorry, Chad. But no, continue. This is a really great movie. And I like, uh, like you guys say, it's a really bleak movie. You know, there's a, you, you don't know how many survivors are, especially when it shows the beginning. They're in a big city and trying to find survivors. And there's nobody. It's all just completely overrun with the dead. I actually and, think this is the mo- the bleakest of the trilogy, because in in Dawn of the Dead, think about it. You kind of had like a um, like a scene where they were kind of enjoying themselves a little people. bit. Yeah. 
but in this one, there's nothing left. Yeah, there was, and Dawn, there were still people, you know, they're still trying to get survivors to different, uh, like refugee centers and this. There's nothing. It's just this small group of people, and that's it. They're trying to find hope. They're trying to find more survivors, and they're just coming up empty everywhere they look. She said, what? They went up 100 miles up and up and down the coast, each, each direction. Yep. Nothing. Yeah. Nobody. And yeah, dude, that's just fu- that's fucking insane. And I could only imagine it just from being in her standpoint of like, especially when it starts getting to them like uh, vibes, mm-hmm. I'll say, like being the only woman in that scenario. Like that's just, dude, I would be armed to the teeth. That's probably the smallest aspect I hate because it's just I, just, I honestly, I just wanted to see her like rip people to pieces at some points. Like, no, just do it. Just do it. Yeah, and she was actually the most uh, calm and rational one out of everybody, you know, aside from the pilots. Yeah, except for the, the drunk guy and the other guy just like, I don't care. There was the that one scientist, guy. too, but he wasn't really in it a lot. He wasn't. He was kind of. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he got fucked. <laughs> Literally, yeah, he man, big time. Ah, poor son of a bitch. Yeah, poor son of a bitch. It's the best thing you could say about that guy. This film is the amalgamation of everything that George A. Romero wanted to do with the franchise. Uh, the, of course, the franchise is based largely on the story of The Last Man on Earth, uh, the film with the Vincent Price in it and stuff. That's where the idea of like, Night of the Living Dead and stuff came from. So when you really think about it, this is the first time Romero was actually really able to go into a city and film kind of the more of the, the empty type of uh, atmosphere, the, like, like the, almost like a Wild West type of emptiness within a, a what should be a very busy city type thing and then we also see the zombies in a form of decay that we haven't seen in a previous film at this point i mean yeah we see fulci's decay but this is another level as well i think this is uh savini really perfecting his craft at this point just it looks and just some of the techniques that he's using very prevalent in the shovel kill especially i think that especially Mm. on some of the darker scenes romero's filmmaking style guerrilla filmmaking style really works well especially whenever you're in the interior of the cave I think that that is just absolutely fantastic. I absolutely love the setting, especially some of the, the tighter corridor scenes where it meshes with the rock. I think just the uniqueness of the setting allows for some really, really scary, claustrophobic type feelings sometimes. And then also kind of like heat captured with the first film where you're in a house, you're in a closed location and they're surrounding you and you find and you get deeper, deeper, deeper in, and then until finally you're the point where you can't get out. He then replicates that again with this film, where in uh, Dawn of the Dead, they were able to escape here. Not so much the case, uh, only through other means are they able to escape. It's, it's different, you know what I mean? So I just think that this film just pulls off things that other films aren't. I, I think this is a, a bigger film than the last two uh just in scope budgetary way and just amount access and stuff that the, the studios trusted romero and allowed him to really have reign on something that this is his vision it's it's pretty fucking rad yeah i agreed you know it's funny that you mentioned the uh, the hallways <clears throat> really being claustrophobic and meshing with the rock because the ones like the one area i know exactly what uh, where you talk about where it meshes with the rock and i looked at him like you know i would not want to be the guy that had to lay that floor tile down Okay, so I wasn't thinking the tile. I was just thinking of the wall design around the rock structure. It's like, dude, yeah, okay. That had to be I wasn't the only fucking. (laughs) I'm glad I just wasn't dead. You weren't really dead. 
It was just like straight up like going Bob Velo. Like, how would I build that? Like, <laughs> That's exactly. What the fuck? That I looked at that. I'm like, man, that floor tile had to take forever to cut to that shape. <laughs> But that's just oh. called pure craftsmanship at that point in time. Fucking it, dude. No, it was in. Not only it was creepy, but it was just like a kind of a beautiful set because, like you said, you don't really see that ever in anything, and it's just so different. Like, oh yeah, I don't know because because you get the cave scene, so you get all the natural shit, but then it goes into this weird like full bunker, and you're like, oh, mm-hmm. and the transition, like, yeah, it's a very nice. This is a movie of big set pieces, and they're all extremely effective, and they're all extremely unique and visually appealing. Can you really even call them set pieces because it was shot on location? It's not even like a stage sound, a sound stage or anything. The, mo- the moment you put film on, it's considered a set, in my opinion. That's true, yeah. No, I, I would agree with that. Yeah. <clears throat> all right. Okay. So, Chad, let's uh, peek at that bunker. Do we have, we have no... Oh yeah. yeah, I got one of those. Yeah. You can't yeah, forget that. We're forgetting something here. <laughs> like, Yo, care. man, we got Brody. Oh, 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 by the way, the by word. the way, by the way, happy belated birthday to Mr. Brody Kane. Yes, happy belated birthday. How dare you g'day, take our daily dose of the C word out? I, your DKB, back for another motherfucking episode of Gordon Moran. This week, I'm here to talk to you about George A. Romero's masterpiece, Day of the Dead. Now, I honestly believe this is his best film due to the simple reason that we actually get to explore and elaborate a little bit more on these zombies. I mean, we've been asking so many questions in the uh, previous films leading up to this one, and he kind of gives us, well, he gives us answers. It all depends on the answers, uh, the, uh, the questions that we ask. And, um, but I think he sort of gives us a little bit of that taste to put us at ease. Uh, but it's also interesting on how his zombies uh, work the way they do. So, I really enjoy that about this film. Um, obviously, the gore is next level in this. Um, and I'll point out two scenes, just just two scenes. And the first scene is when the zombie that's getting ex- experimented on, he sits up and all his stomach falls out. That's pretty fucking full on. And I love that. Mm-hmm. I will fast forward to near the end of the film where one of the military men uh, gets torn apart and he's, as his head's getting pulled off his torso, his voice box stretches and it, the sound design in that is really... <laughs> Really gut wrenching, and that was. I love it. I fucking love that shit. Anyway, um, what else? Oh, you've got you got these fucking basically. Well, you got zombies, the scientists, and the military. And the military and absolute fucking assholes in this film. I mean, when shit turns south in the third act of the film, um, it's very pleasing to see these motherfuckers get what they deserve. Um, especially, I will point out, uh, one zombie absolutely uh, owns the fucking show in the third act. So it's basically zombie versus fucking military, and uh, he does a very good job of taking one down. Um, and that's the other thing I really like about this, is that one of these zombies is actually becoming a lot smarter. Like, he's actually becoming more with it in that sense of, like, he's still showing human emotions, even though he's far from a human, um, but, but like he's got a little Clinton. bit of charisma about. Ooh. It. I really appreciate. You kind of feel for him. Wow. Like, want to see like four actually, scratches on Brody's eye right now. I think he could use it. Smarter. Um, and by the end of the film, you're like, I don't think Bob gets the really reference. Know where he, he will. Up way after this film, so. Ah. Um, in that sense, yeah. This week, I'm going to give it a Gormore score of a solid four. Um, but yeah, 
Um, until next week, this is your DKB signing out. So enjoy the rest of your fucking night, and I'll catch you then. <laughs> Mortal Kombat to this. <laughs> Okay, that was where I was. was Loved it. That was good. Fucking love you, Brody. Thank you, Kano. (sighs) Yeah. Thank you. Very much. Bob, what you were, what Chad was saying, when you go watch MK, you literally feel like you're going to be watching Brody for two hours, and it's amazing. (laughs) Yes, seriously. (laughs) I shit you not. The whole scene of him arguing with Kung Lao was hilarious. Oh dear God! Okay, if it was I, I, well, Brody, I'm, 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 I'm going to watch it this week. So just yeah, a, a couple times. Mm, yes. <laughs> Anyways, going back to zombies. <laughs> so uh, we're going to take a little peeky peek. Let's do this. Let's okay. Starting with, what? Okay, all the extras, all the extras who portrayed zombies in the climax, received for their services a cap that said, "I played the zombie <laughs> in Day of the Dead." <laughs> You guys good? <laughs> yeah, I'm laughing at fucking like, Bobby, dude. The shit he says. Anyway, what the fuck? <laughs> okay. Uh, sorry, Chad. Go, go on. I say because they were given a cap that said, "I played a zombie in Day of the Dead." A copy of the newspaper from the beginning of the film that says, "The Dead Walk," and mm. one one dollar. I'd buy one that for one dollar. <laughs> okay. Did you guys recognize the sound of the alarm from? Uh, the elevator. Yep. You have the to thing, nineteen eighty two. Yes. It? Same one. Oh, this was only my second watch, and the first time like was a really long time ago. So, <clears throat> oh shit. Yeah, but awesome. how could you not recognize the the sound from the thing? Yeah, I don't know because I, I, I was just trying to take in like everything. Just like I said, it's been a while, so obviously I wanted to be like, you know what I mean? Like I don't know. Gotcha. Uh, some of the headlines from the newspaper that says the dead walk appear to be: Vice President declares state of emergency, whereabouts of President unknown, food supply dwindles, and man bites man. Wow, yeah. that's foreplay sometimes. Yeah, it is. No comments. Sometimes, yeah. all time. The original script for which George A. Romero couldn't get budget for involved the scientists living above ground in a fortress protected by electrical fences and the military living safely underground. It also involved a small army of trained zombies and the conclusion to the trilogy more brutal than the released version later became the basis for Land of the Dead. Oh, okay. Oh, shit. Okay. Hmm. Dude. That would definitely spin way more hard, like way better with the Dr. Frankenstein thing, too, if they kept that. Yeah, definitely. Frankenstein, I apologize. Also, you guys, you really need to track down and read the the sequel, the comic book uh, Empire of the Dead. It was released by Marvel Comics a few years ago. Okay. It was actually written by Romero. It's Mm. actually really, really good. Sequel to this? Yeah, well, not just a continuation of the Dead franchise. But is it in the, between this and um, land or is it after land? Uh, it might even take place around the same time because it deals with the same thing with zo- I, zombies becoming. Smart. Have I have I didn't I talk about the the timeline when we did the night remake? <sighs> we did. How it jumps everywhere. How di- yeah, movies yeah, yeah, released yeah, yeah, in yeah. a different order than it actually takes place in the timeline. How most of That's- them are like meanwhile elsewhere. I was going to say, because I feel like Land of the Dead would almost be before Day of the Dead. No, no, Just it's much, it, no? much further after. Really? Yes. It just seems like there's so much more, so many more people in Land than. Where are they yeah. located? 
what was it uh something green wasn't it what the fuck was it well it's fiddler's green compared to wherever the bunker's located in this film that's true which yeah, yeah, the, bunker's really located in, the bunker's supposed to be located in florida and fiddler's oh. green is actually pittsburgh so okay. yeah enough. that'd be that'd be why they didn't find anybody they're all oh, north they, <clears throat> yeah I, mean, I figured they're kind of in the Caribbean. If you, th- if you think about it, it would be smarter to stay up north because uh, zombies being dead would have no body temperature and therefore would most likely freeze completely solid during the winter. Zombies somebody's, somebody's read Max Brooks. No, yeah. actually, I didn't. I, no. I, no, you should, dude. I think you would love his books. Nobody does read good housekeeping and he does a fantastic job. Keep going. Ooh. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> the underground facility was not a soundstage. It was shot in the Wampum Mine, a former limestone mine near Pittsburgh that was being used for an Wampum. underground storage facility. The 2.5 million square foot mine is now operated Holy as the Gateway Commerce Center, who now called it a subsurface storage facility. Hmm. Yes. Uh, you can schedule little like guides walkthroughs of them well pre-pandemic you could okay pre-pandemic you could okay uh it's in it's in pa it's like an hour away from here i totally want to go uh bring le camera with me that's uh french for camera and uh <laughs> yeah and just kind of film a little bit in there iron mountain is closer to you though i'm going to take tours though because that's an actual there's actual businesses in there oh it's the same thing oh okay and uh, that is what? actually, if, if you watch the uh, the first Avengers movie, the tunnel chase scene at, be- at the beginning was filmed there. Uh, but uh, were there zombies in it? <clears throat> Possibly. No, there's just a lot, of ex- yeah, there's a lot of explosions. That's all I remember. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Continuing, although never confirmed, it's been rumored by fans that the character Joe Pilato played in Dawn of the Dead is in fact Rhodes as a cop. Fans believe that Rhodes started out as a cop then. Later joined the army and became captain. Message of time is given in the dead films. It's very possible that years lapsed between, between dawn and day and that the Rhodes character could have went from being a cop to an army captain. <sighs> Biggest piece of meat hmm. in the joint, baby. Hmm. <laughs> 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 Rhodes, <laughs> Rhodes was the other dick bag. Yep. Oh. Yeah, who was that? that? That was Steel, right? That was Steel, yeah. Yeah. Steel was only kind of a dick. Hmm. Yeah, he, he wasn't. He was that a dick till he was actually like put into a sick, like the circumstance where he told her to shoot her. Then he's like, "Wait, what?" He's like, uh, yeah. yeah, so he's not like full oh, on douche. That and when he beats up uh, Flyboy. Yeah, yeah, fuck Steel. <laughs> That's true, he's man. A, he doesn't even like soldier he just, following. He's a soldier following orders of a superior officer. He's just doing his job. He was either that or get shot, basically, in that situation. Which, True. He could have shot him. Yeah, I feel like there could have definitely been like a uh, they rebellion there. That's French for rebellion. Yeah, it, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't understand. Like they all were armed too. They could have just said, you know what, I'm not shooting this. But instead, like he's got pistols. I have an automatic SMG. Mm. One of you is gonna win. <laughs> yeah. Here's a hint. It's not gonna be pistol guy. More than likely not. What if it's John Wayne? <laughs> He's got a point there. What if it's John Wayne Bobbitt? God damn it. Now I want to see John Wayne in a zombie movie. Oh, Jesus. Okay, keep going. John Wayne as a zombie. During a vacation break in filming, (laughs) makeup artist Greg Nicotero used the realistic and gruesome model of his own head to play a joke on his mother. Fucking A. That's fucked. That's how you play a practical (laughs) joke. Yes. 
Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> According to Lori Cardilli, the first attempt to shoot the beginning dream scene where the zombie arms suddenly spring out of the wall and attack her resulted in a fake wall and many of the actors behind it to- toppling over on her. The wall ended up needing to be completely rebuilt, this time much more stable. Ouch. I love that scene. Man. That had to have been hilarious yes. to see, though. And that's a, that's a great intro to this. Oh, dude. It, yeah. First time I saw it, I nearly jumped out of my own fucking skin. Great jump scare. Yeah. (laughs) Fantastic. First attempts to shoot the scene where Sarah performed surgery on Miguel's arm failed when it simply bounced off the rubber. So Tom Savini remade remade it in wax and it worked perfectly. Mm. Interesting. That's a good old. uh, That was a good slice and dice right there. Yeah. I got. I got to say, you know, Miguel was just a total bitch throughout the whole movie. Not a single oh, yeah. redeeming moment. Oh, at all. He needed no. to trim up his neck beard too. Fucker was. Oh, it's out of hand. Jeez. That boy had pubes on his face. <laughs> he looked like one of the Geico cavemen. Yep. Oh god. Oh my god, dude. <laughs> Sorry if we offended any cavemen out there. I am right here. Sorry, Bobby. <laughs> I'm cleaned up. <laughs> uh, real, real pig intestines were used during the gore scenes. Underground scenes. Oh, I forgot to skip there. Uh, the underground scenes were filmed in a former mine shaft located in Wampum, Pittsburgh. Uh, though the mine maintained a constant temperature of about 50 degrees Fahrenheit, it is high. Its high humidity played havoc with the crew's equipment and props. Mechanical and electrical failures were a problem throughout filming and caused several <laughs> of Savini's props to fail during the filming. It was too moist. Despite these failures, Savini was not 85 Saturn Award for best makeup effects. The remote Bobby, location how was it? Moist. <laughs> Moist. You just lost like 60 subscribers. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Because you all hate that word? Oh, poor you. Continue I am definitely on. not sabotaging the show so my other show gets more subs than this. Definitely not. <laughs> keep going. Keep going. The remote location also complicated the transportation of crew members and equipment. Cast and crew would often sleep in the mine overnight to avoid the time-consuming travel to and from the shooting location. During Miguel's sedation, Lori Cardilli and told Anthony DeLeo Jr. to actually slap her to make it look more authentic. Damn. I was going to say, that was a that was a good slap, but like, oh, oh that, that, I don't know why shit like that makes me cringe. It just does. It's like uh, in the OG, Ben had a hard time slapping... Uh, Barbara. Mm. Yeah. But she was like way past her wits. So that slap kind of makes more sense where like this dude was just being a dick. Yeah. They should, yeah. They should have hired Rick James to teach them how to slap. <laughs> <laughs> he just pops what up out of the scene. Fingers stay to the face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Both I, I actors playing Captain Rhodes and the two versions of Dawn of the Dead or Day of the Dead also appeared in both versions of Dawn of the Dead as police officers. In 1978's Dawn of the Dead, Joseph Pilato played an officer at the police dock before playing Rhodes in the original Day of the Dead. In the 2004 Day of the Dead, Ving Rhames played Kenneth, a cop, and in the 2008 Day of the Dead, he played Rhodes. Oh, yeah. that was the one with fucking Nick Cannon, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so bad, <Why>? Brody. <laughs> Why? Unity. <laughs> yes. Can you say it like that one more time, Chad? <laughs> Unity. <laughs> Continue. Uh. On. <laughs> oh, I, I fucking love that episode. 
Uh, continuing on, the budget for Romero's original script was estimated at $7 million, but he would only be given the money if he could film an R-rated film. He was told if he went ahead and shot an unrated film with no limits on gore, the budget will be slashed in half to $3.5 million. Oh, no, that's, see, that's some fucked up shit. <laughs> but I guess for yeah. an R-rated film, we still got quite a bit of good gore, so I'm not going to say that's bad, actually. Fair enough. That's true. Mm. Much like Big Daddy in Land of the Dead, Bub is never seen attacking a living human for food and thus only kills the main human antagonist as an act of revenge. Bub did, however, consume the butchered flesh and organs of the recently deceased Private Johnson and Private Miller given to him by Dr. Logan, implying he has not entirely lost his taste for human flesh. But, you know, that kind of raises the question, would he anything else if the doctor gave it? I mean, he obviously, if he was able to experiment with him more, hmm. he, he I want to say I want to say yes because in the original night you see them eating more than just people. You see one one eating of them a friggin', yeah, they yeah. eat a grasshopper. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, I wonder if he can get to the point. Not that they have like hamburger necessarily at their disposal, but you know what I mean. Like, if he could just get to the point where you could just give him like hamburger or even like cooked food, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. No, that wouldn't work. He tried uh, feeding him the one zombie that 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 can meat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But right. I think if it was something fresh, it'd be different. Like fair enough, like pig intestines or something. Right. That would that would probably work better because it's 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 fresh. It's bloody. Probably wouldn't know the difference. Who knows? Yeah, I don't. I don't think they're intestine connoisseurs. Bobby, you studied anthropology for many years. What do uh, cannibals eat? Uh, well. <laughs> Cooked and uncooked brains, uh, <laughs> livers with fava beans and canty, oh, oh. uh, <laughs> fava beans. And uh, have you ever had grilled intestines? I got to tell you something. A little peach on there. <laughs> A little peach. <laughs> uh, anybody wants to know what really goes on as that seasoning? Baby food mixed with blood clots. There we go. <laughs> Damn it! He figured out my recipe. Fucking Brody. <laughs> Keep going, Chad Daddy. Uh, Rose's line of choke on them as he's being ripped apart by zombies was ad-libbed by the actor. Fucking A. Romero had originally planned for all the zombies to perish in a massive explosion when they stumbled across explosive chemicals in the laboratory. Meanwhile, one of the crew members who died during the attack was to have stayed dead and not come back as a zombie, therefore giving hope to the survivors. Uh, hmm. So we did Day of the Dead on Beetle Bros because it actually has a connection. Yeah, doesn't it? What Rhodes played somebody? Yeah, Rhodes. Uh, fuck, I just saw Vexor? this. Yes, Vexor. Uh -huh. Really? Yeah. yeah, I was going through his list on IMDb, and that that was the thing that definitely popped up the most because he did he did a lot of voice acting. We, we also have to say that he voices Harry Cooper in the Night of the Living Dead, The Darkest Dawn, and that was the 3D animated movie, correct? Uh, let me double check. I believe yeah. so. Yes, Probably. yes, yes. I've never seen it, so it's like Same. Origins. Okay. Uh he Digimon, he plays Metal Greymon. Yes, that was it. Yeah, dude. He does a lot of voice acting. It's crazy. <laughs> what the fuck is that? CZW? Is that like the wrestling thing? He was also in a Terminator movie called The Alienator. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> yeah, he he played he voiced Vexor on in on Beetleborg season one. Mm. I feel like I can see the poster or the cover art to Alienator. It's pretty bad. Yeah. It's I'm very green. It up now because I it's very green. It. And I think it's like Alienator, the ultimate Terminator. Oh, he's like, in wow. Wishmaster too. 
He's also not the second Wait, one. What? He's, he's in the he's in Wishmaster as Mickey Torelli. Wishmaster. Yeah. I'm not gonna. He's lie also to you. in Pulp you said, Fiction. I thought you said Bushwhacked at first. I don't know why, Ooh, and I was like, "Why?" That's, like, that's, that's, that's Daniel Stern movie. <laughs> Chad just went back to a time. He's wow. in a as well. I didn't know that. I don't think anybody's even mentioned that movie in 20 years. Well, there's our first movie for uh, <laughs> the the pod that uh, the Uber pod. Oh, man. oh my oh. God! That poster for Alienator. Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> it's very oh, green. Like this. I like the poster for Shocking Dark. It's better. Chad? Yeah. That is really cool, actually. I can't say much for the movie. I haven't seen it, but that is a cool poster. Continuing on. The uh, blood and entrails used in the disemboweling of Captain Rhodes were real pig intestines, and blood were procured from a nearby slaughterhouse and used to make the scene. During filming, the refrigerator housing the intestines and the blood was unplugged by custodial staff, and the entrails started to spoil, causing most of those involved to become physically sick. That's like in uh, Razorback, whenever they had the uh, fake kangaroo carcasses hanging that were just other... I, I can't remember what animal they actually were, but they were just trimmed up to look like can, uh, kangaroo carcasses, but they hung there so long, all, all of it started rotting. So they were the actors were actually just like filming within rotten meat hanging from the ceiling. Oh. <laughs> in Australia. <laughs> oh, that sounds... You know, where's my Chianti? Where's that shit? Now I'm hungry. So what? They were just like hanging out at McDonald's then? Yeah. Sheep. <laughs> sheep. Were- yes. Uh, and they were made to look like pigs? or they? No, you said kangaroos. kangaroos. Yeah, it was a kangaroo meat factory. I think it was like a dog food pack factory. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Love that. Okay, continue on. If one looks closely as Rhodes is torn in half, you'll see that a large section of his innards is actually a blood-covered rubber chicken. What? <laughs> Yo, now I gotta go back and watch that. Get the I, did my, I did my show notes before I watched it last night, and I did notice it. You see, they pull it out and they pull it by the feet. It's fucking hilarious. Once you see, it, I you have to rewatch that now, dude. Yeah, watch damn it! Watch you know, I'm it again. Surprised it didn't it. make a noise when it. Well, it probably did, but maybe they had to cut it out. But that'd be great <laughs> if it made a noise. It was. <laughs> oh come on! Now I want that. I want to do that. <laughs> the most Choke annoying on sound. That. <laughs> <laughs> he was a magician the whole time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> zombies pull out the endless handkerchief from his inner. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fuck it, man, dude. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Damn it! I wish I knew that beforehand. But now, <laughs> now I want to go watch. Back. Now I want to rewatch it. Like I just want to be like, "Where's fucking the fucking dude. chicken?" You'll see it. Believe me, you can't miss it. <laughs> and finally, in the last work of Romero, his book "The Living Dead," it is revealed that the three survivors from Day of the Dead did not survive and became zombies on the island. Oh, oh. So, they didn't, so they didn't have sex and make babies like he things wanted. are looking fucking bleak. I love it. I well, fucking that, love it. No happy no, ending. No, I, I want to read that now. Yeah. And Romero that stands true. Yeah. Damn. I all think right. I said in the Crazies remake, uh, he hates uh, all happy of his endings. Well, he hates happy endings and that his portrayal of army and police are always somewhat oh, yeah. bad. Again, this film. There we go, baby. There we go. Yeah. Dude, watching this not too long after the crazies. Oh, yeah. Like, that's some hard, like, dislike. Of Are you starting thing. to pick up on his shooting style? A little bit. Yeah. A little bit more. I mean, obviously, I've seen the movies, but not but now, this close. This close together. And, yeah. 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 Um, not only that, but just his, his whole style of how the hell, like, how he portrays the movie and how he goes to that. Yes. 
The way he puts stuff together is so unique and it just all it's kind of familiar when you watch his films. It all kind of feels vaguely familiar. It's it's cool. I love it. Love it to death. It excites me to get to the next two as well, because it's been a minute since I've watched those. Same. Yeah. So I think think I've only seen Diary of the Dead once. Same. Uh, Land of the Dead. I didn't see Diary of the Dead. I saw Land of the Dead for sure. Land I own, so I'm happy definitely to watch it. I have the the old original DVD of Land. Same. Nice. Nice. It first came out, I was like, ooh, yes. Yep. I remember I I was so happy to see it in theaters, and as soon as it came out, I'm like, yep, yoink. Ooh, see, I did not get to see it in theaters, so that's why I was day one DVD. I was like, ah, run. And uh, Uh, real quick, just to confirm... I just saw the chicken. Yes. Oh, you already watched it. <laughs> I, I was like, I can't leave this show without it. And uh, all I got to say is a motherfucker should have made a noise. It is like front and center too. Once you realize really? it's there. Oh yeah. No, like, dude, you really, when they start pulling, you, you see, see it. I'm like, like they pull it. Oh shit. The- <laughs> it's all you like, can how see. do you miss that? After you realize it's there, that's all you can see. God damn it, dude. I will never look at a rubber chicken the same way ever again. <laughs> it's like the 007. I'm kind of worried about how you look at a rubber chicken in the first place. Mm. Uh, I looked at it as a very annoying toy. Another form of foreplay from Bobby Amone. Okay, let's do some <laughs> the rubber chicken. Yeah. <laughs> what Unofficial. format do you guys watch this on? Wait, wait, wait. Uh, Does John, Big Johnny D have some questions? Johnny, any questions? Oh. So, yeah, where if you guys are in this bunker, where would you stay? Definitely in the pilots and get drunk. All day. I would get my own RV, dude. There was like yeah, I was down there. I was wondering why nobody stayed in any of those. Yeah, I, I would get I my own RV, little quarters, and just drive to like some other corner and just make my like. I would definitely hang out with the pilots one hundred percent because that yeah. those just, they're awesome. But I would still want my own abode to go to. And yeah, I think dude. John and I would do okay in that bunker. I like what they're growing up above and I like everything. Was, yeah. That I mean, yeah. we would definitely have a way bigger plot. Yeah. Sure. Oh, oh yeah. It'd have to sustain a lot more. <laughs> Although the funny thing is I'm sitting there looking at them like, are those like really immature plants? Cause there's like no buds. Yeah. They're very, they're babies. <laughs> just wee little babies. Bob, it's just like, I'm always the odd one out in this conversation. Oh, I, I, no, I noticed that too. I don't, I don't smoke weed. <laughs> that was literally like, one of the, like the second like, Oh, nice crop. Ch- yep, Chad, I was just like, yeah. Chad doesn't either. He just, he just uh, packs it for us. <laughs> I, I would be he the one with the alcohol in my hand. Like I miss cigars. It's okay. Oh, so Whenever Bobby and I are together, we we put away our whiskey. So, oh, see, I don't know Bobby because uh, uh, Steel <laughs> oh, was always smoking a cigar. So, yeah, true. Yeah. And then uh, what's his name was always drinking mm-hmm. uh, the electronics, dude. Oh, Black perfect. Bringing friend on his name. <laughs> oh yeah, he was like, I'm going to enjoy my indulgences while I'm here. <laughs> Fucking right, dude. I would. <laughs> so yeah, where were you? so you'd stay with the uh, hello hello. That's uh, my phone. That's mine. Sorry. I, was, I, was say, I don't even have a house phone. No. <laughs> my phone, I'm using to like look at show notes and share. So um Bobby's stuck in the 90s back there awesome, with his 90s dude. webcam. I love it. Landline phone and dial-up internet. Hey man. I have I have you muted, Bobby. So whenever it's over, just give me a thumbs up. <laughs> don't, don't tease me with that 56k. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, man, I, I you see at least two shots, I think, of like the RVs and the boats and stuff like that. And I just feel I'm like, why isn't everybody utilizing those? That's and what maybe I it, it, was this a storage place while they were filming, you yes. said? Yes. So obviously these are probably people's real fucking campers. They're like, hey, right, I you can film here. Just don't touch it's that shit. It's fucking pre-production design. Like, it is. Come on, man. But the, it like, is. Yeah. Like, 
That's why I'm like, yo, dude, I would just go to a different part of the cavern. I would set it up just like how the dudes have their bungalows. So that way we can, you know, trade spots and stuff like that. Like, I don't know. You know, the funny thing, and going back, uh, the whole little platform thing that they had set up when they ca- called the zombies through in the uh, the top. Yeah. I saw them like, that looks just like a Raider camp set up in like any Fallout game. Yep. Yeah. Fallout, Borderlands, any of that bullshit. It's, uh, all, the, yeah. it's like that Mad Max game that came out not too long ago. I did not play that. That's a fucking I've, fun game. I've, I've played through some of it. It is pretty fun. It's really yeah. good. Yeah. Um, other than that, gentlemen, I think that was my only question. I figured that would have been like the funniest, but the most like, hmm. So unless you guys got any. I so think does anybody for- here have the Scream Factory Blu-ray? I do not. No, but I was thinking about ordering it after this because it's yeah. it's like 15 bucks. You know, it's cheap. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Ooh. Now that you say that. Did we lose Bobby completely? He's just redlined. Bobby, I'm going to kick you out and then you just refresh. Sweet. Uh, poor so Bobby. I'm assuming that's what you have, sir. Correct. Oh, no. So what did you watch this on? HBO. That's what I Same. watched it on. Now that you said that, did you guys have issues with the app at all watching it? Like, was there any loading issue? Really? No. I don't know why, dude, but like it was just give me a motherfucker of a time. No, but the beginning was really grainy. I'm guessing that's just the film. There was itself. a couple of dropout scenes. I did notice that a little oh, bit, but I didn't know if that Blu-ray? was the. We won't have a problem. So there we go. You know, exactly. But that was my only issue with it is just because like this. And I'm just like, I don't know if it was the app in itself. Because like, my oh, other app can we take fine, a but... time to tell Warner Brothers to fuck themselves? Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. you, Warner Brothers. I yeah, mean, thank you, you for Mortal Kombat, but at the same time, fuck you. Yeah, because fuck you. Yeah. Take away my hobby. Yeah, like get away. They're getting rid of physical media. Like, why? I mean, no, I don't want to die. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. Yeah, you know I'm saying, like, I mean, like, I don't know. I don't I don't want, I don't know. Like, yeah. Right. No, it's, it's yeah. so stupid because you get so much more when you buy the physical copies because you get all the extras and you get artwork and all sorts of cool shit. You know, streaming, you get the movie and maybe a couple of deleted scenes if you're lucky. I wonder if they'll Correct. like they'll do this for a while and they'll be like, well, we don't have the extra income now. Yeah, that's exactly what's going to happen. They're going to realize that they're losing billions. I'm not going to lie. I was really sad that that literally was announced the day MK came out, because as soon as I watched, it, I was like, oh, I should fucking buy this on Blu-ray when it and first drops. And then they're like, nope. Like, How oh, will that affect fuck. prices for rights for distribution Digital. for boutique companies? Ooh. Once larger companies start closing down their own production, what about secondary markets whenever they sell the rights to the, you know, the more obscure films to like Arrow or Severin or Vinegar Syndrome or something like that? Is that going to get more expensive now or is that going to change? You know what I mean? Because some of these are are subletted out. Some of them have an MGM label on them. Like if MGM stops production, is that going to affect the secondary, like the boutique type stuff? Probably. Yeah. Hmm. Hey, is it Texas Chainsaw 3, Warner Brothers? Yes. No, MGM. I, Are you I, sure? I, I think two is MGM. Uh, no, two is, two, yeah, you're right. Two is MGM. So, yeah, you're right. Three is. But three, three still needs a proper Blu-ray release with some really good extras. It's almost Ain't getting it now. <clears throat> I know. Motherfuckers. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, guys. So I give, it, I give it six months to a year before they change their top their mind on it. Yeah. 
if that maybe they'll get yeah. such nasty feedback just from the drop of it they'll be like okay wow everybody said that Fuck speaking that of which did you see the nasty feedback sony got and they changed their stance on uh removing the ps3 and the uh, ps yes. Vita from the yes. PlayStation yeah Store. they fucking they backtracked on that shit fucking fast it was like a week and they changed their minds which kudos to them thank you for listening to your fans because without fucking them you wouldn't have without nope. you Mm-hmm. I gotta say, I'm, I'm actually really surprised that there's still that much support for the PS3. I mean, mine's hooked up in my daughter's room. I have my PlayStation I mean, TV still works. It, yeah. it, it, you know what? Here beside me. I'm not gonna lie. Seeing that kind of made me want to hit the PS store on the PS3. Like, you know what? I feel right? like I should buy something now. I, it was kind <laughs> I mean, of the same thing. Now, if you think about it, between <clears throat> PS2 and PS3, they're two of their most popular systems, and PS3 was a huge yeah. upgrade from that. Dude, the so fact that I'm go. still buying PS2 shit, which obviously Cameron is all fucking PS, about. The PS2, <laughs> PS2 is still the greatest selling console of all time. Yeah. Like, that's not even still, still the greatest console of all time. I mean, we went through three of them. Yeah, but the PS2, like, when that shit came out, the Fat Boy came out way before GameCube and Xbox. Yeah. And then by the time we even got this, dude, that shit ran like for a Did solid we? 11 years hot set. What? We did an Xbox 360 era. We did, Brody. Uh, a remaster of the Warriors game. Oh, uh, I think it was oh, an XBL arcade. It was an XBL arcade uh, title. Well, remember? no, there was a main one on Xbox. I remember. Yeah, that. but I believe there's like a, a Warriors remastered, remastered one. Yeah, it, it was a okay. beat up. Yeah. No shit. Because I also had a Watchmen game that was from the same developers, I believe. That game was fucking awesome. Hmm. Nothing like Rorschach and Night Owl fucking fist fighting people in the alleyways. I love it. Hmm. Good old beat 'em up. Nice, dude. Speaking of beat 'em up, I want that new Ninja Turtles that's coming out. Uh, oh, vinegar strokes hard. Okay. So, right. uh, back to the movie. Douche. Back to the questions. Douche the movie, what? Miguel. Miguel. Ooh, Rose yeah. was a dick, but I absolutely hated Miguel from the first time you see him to the Ooh. end of the movie. Uh, Plus, he let all the zombies some, in. Uh, Steele said some of the most racist and hateful things oh. I've ever heard in my life. Yes, yeah. he did. <laughs> He definitely did not like this, this movie's gonna get a disclaimer if Twitter gets a hold of it. <laughs> oh god. No joke. We will yeah, yeah, that's that's no lie right there. They uh, thankfully they seem to leave our horror movies alone. It's mostly uh Yeah, if they come after Romero, they don't get the point of Romero. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, unless it's like super fucking yeah, low bill watch horror a that's movie just doing and it's it to a depiction do it. of everything they hate as well. Yeah, look how it's depicted. Yeah, Romero wasn't doing it to be racist himself. He was doing it no. to make you hate those guys even more. And it worked well. Um, you know, I I feel like I still have to go with Rhodes though, just because he he mm. I felt like was still the worst. I don't Actually, know. You know, some yeah, I will agree with John on that because even though I mean Miguel is a douche, and yet, but if you think about it, who was ready to basically just kill everybody except his own men? I mean, Miguel technically did kill everybody. Yeah, he did. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, but because it's Kosis. But I also feel because if they <clears throat> didn't listen, if Rhodes had listened to her when she was telling him about Miguel and she could actually took care of him like the way she needed to, I think it might have not fine. have been that bad. Obviously, this is all hypothetical, but. I don't know, man. The fact that he was like threatening rape out and shit like that, I have to, I still have to go with Rhodes, dude. <laughs> yeah, Rhodes. Yeah. But Miguel was right there for sure. I think it's, you I think it's Rhodes, Rhodes, and then Miguel. Favorite zombie? Oh, Bub. Yeah. 
Bub with a runner-up of Clown Zombie at the end. Yeah, right. Any, oh, favorite yeah. zombie that's not Bub. Steelworker Zombie in the cave at the beginning. The Chad hasn't picked up on yet. Uh, <laughs> no. Okay. Either. If oh, okay. so, favorite zombie besides Bub, the one that literally just spills its intestines out on the table. I just think it's cool because that's like a Pittsburgh th- throwback, and it's just yeah, Steelworker Zombie is just rad. <laughs> I mean, Dr. Tongue was pretty sweet. That's yeah. Great, that, Dr. Tongue. that is a great intro zombie right there. Great, so. great practical effect there. Oh, fucking A, dude. Is that oh, your porn name? Could be. Oh, <laughs> Best scene. Ooh. They mm. call me Dr. Tongue. They call me <laughs> Dr. Tongue. <laughs> uh, ooh. Actually. You know, you until know I see... I- Go ahead, Shovel. No, no, Johnny, you first. You first. I was going to say when they finally kill Rhodes, dude. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like that with the whole scene of like uh, Bub finally getting him down and then giving him the salute as he's just getting ripped apart. I, I guess I would have to say literally the third act from chopping. So from the point of Miguel losing his arm forward. Did I say kill or scene? You said you scene. S- you said scene, uh, not yeah. kill. Okay. Yeah. Oh, scene. Oh, yeah. Uh, I just like the end hallway scene. I should have said, not necessarily just the kill. So for yeah, me, I'm gonna say, yeah, the whole third act. I'm with Bobby. Like from the scene where Miguel lets the zombies into the very end of the movie, that's the best part of the whole thing. Okay. Yes, and I did see the size of that fucking spider. It definitely wasn't yeah. a huntsman spider like you got down there. Nah, there's just a little tarantula. A Getting some long. noise on you, uh, Johnny. Okay. I'll meet you. Oh, okay. He muted himself. Okay. <laughs> he knows what it is. Okay. Keep going, boys. <laughs> uh, what's yeah. the next question? Uh, uh, well, so we, we skipped favorite kill, so let's go back to that one. Favorite yeah. kill. Uh, not Rose. Shovel. The f- no, the first, the first uh, guy to get ripped in half. Cause you see him, cause it, you see his and mouth. The body like, gets drugged on the ground, and you just see it slowly but surely, and just tear, 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 and. Like, I want to say, for me, it's the other guy that got ripped off, just because you got an eye scene. Real question: Did uh, Adam Green just take all the kills from this and just give it to Victor Crowley and Hatchet One? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. We lost Chad. Uh, we did. We did. Speaking of which. I was going to say something. I forgot. Shit. Johnny. Kill. Favorite kill. Favorite kill. Was, uh, favorite kill. And I apologize for that background noise. It's the fucking water. She's running a bath uh, for the kiddo. Um, favorite kill was uh, not. Who was the. Um, fuck. Was it Steel? His uh, sidekick there. What the hell was his name? The little oh, grubby, chubby um, guy. Uh, uh, Rickles. 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 Thank you. Rickles, Chad. not Pickles. Yes. Uh, I liked his death the most just because he was just a little asshole, too. Did that's, you that's, see that's Chad Daddy? That was, that, was, that was the one with the eye rip, too. Yep. That was nasty, dude. Can you guys see Chad Daddy on the screen right now? Yeah, he's I right can. here. Okay, because I can't. He's just a black screen for me, but I can still see him in the preview lobby. So that's we'll just still operate on that basis. Hmm. Yeah, he, he was black screen, but he just came back right before you asked. Yeah, that. he's here oh, now. Good. Okay. We'll keep going then. Yeah, I don't know what the hell happened. It just suddenly kicked me out and then kicked me, brought me back. Yo, is that fucking Mary Lou bitch back? It is fucking Mary Lou. Cunt. Ooh, hey, ooh. Now you're going to incur her wrath. Uh, Thanks, Bobby. 
Thanks. The water has stopped. All right. As if none of us have ever been in problems with an angry <laughs> Okay. So, okay. So my <laughs> best scene, I actually didn't get the answer best scene. Uh, I like the bub training scene. I think it's cool. I uh, see. I almost picked that one. I almost went with that one too. It's so unique to this film and so unique to the genre that you almost have to be like, hey, other people don't do this kind of shit. And this is filled really uh, set trends. But we'll talk about that later. Can, uh, I, can I throw in one more on top of best scene? Yeah. Actually, when, uh, when Bub finds Dr. Frankenstein. Frankenstein. And you, can, and you can actually tell that he's like upset about it. Yeah, he yeah. freaks out hardcore. Like that was definitely an interesting twist. Yeah. Well, uh, uh, White zombie, more human than human, starts playing. Yeah. Just, <laughs> <laughs> uh, human. Well, yeah. we just switched total different genres here, but all right. Oh, fuck. Or styles, I should say, not genres. Jesus Christ. Well, no, no, so, that would be right, because uh, that'd be a different genre, because the phrase more human than human is from uh, Blade Runner. Yes, it oh, is. For that. Fair. Nice. Good catch, Chad. I will mention the Oscars last night, even though I think modern cinema is fucking garbo. Uh, Harrison Ford read one of his reviews from Blade Runner to open his speech. And it, it was one of the bad reviews, just completely shitting on it. Like it was one of the reviewers that didn't understand Blade Runner like at all. So they just pooed on the entire fucking performance in the entire film. And that's how he started it. And I was like, that that's brilliant. You, you're brilliant. You're awesome. You're an icon. Thank you for existing. And just had to mention that. <laughs> you guys good? Yeah, sorry, I, yeah but I think Bobby froze again. Okay. To say, we're having some connection issues. No, I was muted again because the water was running. So. Oh, <laughs> I, I, I was just listening. I wasn't even muted or anything. I was just listening. Oh, Bobby got red bar as soon as I started talking. <laughs> okay, so we're on. Did the opening scene hook you in? Yes. Hello. Yeah, absolutely, dude. Desolate city, tons of zombies. Bobby stroking out, loved it. John, when you see me for the first time, that's how you better greet me. Hello, right? I will be. I'll I'll be out in the street with a megaphone and just (laughs) hello. But it might be a little bit more Seinfeld. Hello, it might just happen. Hello, is it me or the voice? I went with the voice. Fucking <laughs> 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 oh, A. So, best dick, hottest gal. Well, Ooh. the only gal we had was uh, old Lori Cardilli herself. Right. Which she, she was, wasn't. She wasn't bad. She yeah, wasn't bad. She was a nice little Romero is fantastic at casting leading ladies, and this just proves it once again. I'm gonna have to say Flyboy for the best dick. Yeah. The uh, just, the Jamaican uh, dude. Yeah. Yeah. He, he just had that swagger about him, he, and uh, he's I like making that. me crazy, baby. Yeah, baby. My, <laughs> so my, we're watching this, and my wife's just like, "Hey, did he voice Sebastian in Little Mermaid?" I was like, "Are you literally just asking that because he has a Caribbean like <laughs> Jamaican fucking accent?" Like, I don't know. Probably not. Maybe it was not. <laughs> probably not. We looked, yeah. we looked it up. <laughs> it was not. <laughs> Fuck. Welcome back, Bobby. Welcome back. Sorry, that's internet. It's being a bitch. It happens. It it's okay. happens. So, opening scene, Bob. Oh yes, absolutely. Uh, hot. Dick, Bob? Yep. Oh, that's right. We're on. I'm sorry. Best dick, Bob. <laughs> oh. Uh... Just gotta think on this one. 
I heard Steel has a hanger. Did he freeze he up again? No, he's thinking. No, he froze. Oh like no, that. he froze. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> God damn! I get Bobby I mean, some Verizon. God damn, it. motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> he's me last week now oh bobby oh dial up over there by the way i gotta ask you a quick side note how the hell was that editing that motherfucker i put little to no effort into it fair enough <laughs> i i figured that would be a hard like that'd be just a hard well one to do i figured things. that like it records all the audio sources so it didn't interrupt break break up for me oh good yeah it just so when i put it in i think it put it all in together i think it okay. sounds okay yeah i haven't got a chance to check it out but i, I was gonna ask because yeah, we, could, just cause we I couldn't hear brody's segment at all but i know I, that was one that you have previously recorded so i yeah i think it just recorded all the audio whether you guys can see it or not it just picks up the screen yeah. it was just the stream that was okay word Man, we just lost Bob completely. <laughs> I'm still here. Oh, I'm still here. It's all good. You're good, Bobby. Good. good, honey. All right, so we are Bet. on score. Yes, George Harris. Is it George Harrison? No, John Harrison. John Harrison. Yeah, George Harrison is one of the Beatles. Oh, is he? Yeah, he can still do a score, yeah. I guess. Hey, <laughs> it's still music, man. Yeah, uh, what's his name? Yeah, John Harrison. That's pretty good, man. I, I thought the score fit I mean, for the film. It ain't no fucking goblin, okay? But it's John fucking Harrison. <laughs> <laughs> Who I've only heard of t- now, so yeah, totally. Yeah. That's funny shit. <laughs> I like it. it. Okay, it's not the gun store song, okay? No. <laughs> it's not Safari. <laughs> exactly. Um, it fit the mood very well. Can't say best song really, other than that main theme that just slaps like your grandma. Oh, there was uh, an actual dude. song playing over the credits, though. What was that song? I don't remember. I have no idea. But it's like it's like score for like a minute, and then the song actually kicks in. Oh, I didn't watch that far into the credits, so I did not catch that. No. I got a question. Nineteen eighty-five, Chad. Was that your first or second uh, time getting your doctorate when you watched this film for the first time? <laughs> First. Oh, okay. I thought so. <laughs> That's whenever he got his uh, doctorate in uh, what law? Is that what it is? Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, if you, if you like, yeah. That, that was uh, before he went to Canada and found the weekend, you know. Uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> when I was a bouncer at a gay strip club. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. Fucking A. You weren't so, dancing around like Vito from The Sopranos, were you? <laughs> okay. By the way, the name of that club is the Stripping Poles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like it. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, no. <laughs> so, what do we got? We, favorite, okay, favorite character. Favorite character. Uh, uh, the girl. I'm going to have to go with Frankenstein. That's what I was going for was Frankenstein. Yeah. Dr. Frankenstein's pretty fucking rad, man. I, I, I like him, but I think the I think the main lead, I thought she was good. Him and Jeffrey Combs should have a mad scientist off. That's who he reminded me of. That's exactly who I made think Jeffrey of. Combs is gonna win. Oh, that's it. He, Herbert West, that's who he reminded me yeah. of. Yeah, kinda. He's Romero's oh. version of Herbert West. I just like oh. how like he was the only one who could like speak to Rhodes and like Rhodes wouldn't like be a complete dick about it. You like, know he would what? try to be, but He's but not he's as just classy. like, I don't really care. 
He's not as classy as Herbert, and I think no. that he's more delusional. I think Herbert's aware of what he's doing, and he just does it anyway. Where this motherfucker, yeah, where this motherfucker's just like, I, I'm like, I'm the only hope. Like this has to I'm happen. I'm giving you results here. Yeah, are my results. You know what? It could be Herbert West's father. There we go. Chad, Daddy has spoken. Dun dun. I like it. Yeah, it's an alternate universe where uh, Herbert West never made his rejuvenation fluid. Mm. Or maybe he did as a child and it wasn't the. Could you imagine that dude? Scientist kid accidentally creates zombies that takes over the entire world and the dad's got. That's accidentally. Let's put that in quick. Accidentally. Hey. Yeah. That could always be the twist at the end. It wasn't an accident. Yeah. Uh, so scary. Yeah, was, I think so. Scary. I think it was. It definitely uh, gives you the yeah. uh, fucking mind, like just the seclusion of it all and everything. Like locked in a mall is one thing, but you have the f- fun things of the mall. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, literally. What the fuck? What the actual fuck? Brody sent me like a fucking Snapchat video. It's just the inside of his toilet, and it's just covered in shit. Oh my! <laughs> oh god! <laughs> That goes to ratemypoo.com. Not to, <laughs> not, not to the Gordon Board podcast. <laughs> well, then again, uh, it is a shit show, you know? It is. It is. Oh, it's very, very, very fitting, actually. So, uh, favorite, are we on favorite character? You, well, you got to say scary, scary. scary. Unless you didn't say your favorite character. I didn't I say you my said Fra- character. I thought you said Frankenstein. Oh, yeah, Frankenstein, yeah. Uh, okay. Scary, yes. Yeah. I, I'd agree. Like I said, the desolation, the just, yeah, fuck that, dude. Not to mention with douchebag military guys, you're stuck mm-hmm. with them. Like, good luck. Hold up today. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, there was no reason to remake this in, what What did you say, Chad? 2008? I think it was. I think so. Yeah. yeah. Re- yeah, <laughs> yeah no. There, Bro- there is no Brody wants oh. to testify that, <laughs> oh, he wasn't the one, that he wasn't the one that repainted the toilet. It was somebody else in the left. And he was complaining about somebody repainting yeah, the toilet. Yeah, I'm, sh- I'm sure it was, Brody. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah I'm definitely that it. wasn't a result of some dirty bird at late night. Uh, yeah. 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 Yeah, get that mud butt bowl. So, what, so, so <laughs> why are you taking why are you taking videos of somebody else's Brody? No man does that. <laughs> I don't know if it was that impressive. I might be inclined to take a picture too. Yeah, for it's the Patreon if you want to actually see it. Yeah, the <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Only a dollar to see Brody's poo. Uh, <laughs> a dollar more to see where it came from. Yes. Three dollars more. It's just a full reversal of the camera process. and it's Brody's butthole. <laughs> <laughs> it's three dollars oh, more to watch God. the process. Ten dollars <laughs> altogether if you just watch what was going in and what's Jesus. coming out. Fuck, <laughs> Holy shit. Anyway, Anyway, uh, acting good or bad? Oh, the acting was very good. Very good. good. Really well. Yeah. No cheese mo at all. No. And the zombies were on par. Yeah. It would be so fun to just do one of those big ass scenes of just walking around as a zombie, dude. Especially like that opening city. It'd be great. Dude, the guy that played Bob, man, that's some serious acting to try and convey different emotions and everything without using words, just using body language. Talent machine, let alone with a a type of character that has no such emotion other than brains, basically. Right. So it's 
all in the eyes and the eyebrows pretty much and the salute yep poor motherfucker so i think we're on the big question anybody else want to take it away today no no be my guest you're the expert no that's this is yours this is all you baby i mean we've kind of mentioned it a little bit before because obviously we're talking romero but the budget that he was allocated in this film is definitely more prevalent and shown on screen here. Much big, wider, bigger film. This film is just bigger in scope, size, story. Everything is just much bigger. Again, Land of the Dead, no, whole nother level. But this this film is just super, super fucking cool. Quintessential 80s zombie film, okay? Like I said about earlier, the dark scenes are filmed so fucking effectively and so well where things are just out of sight and just hidden in the shadows and in the darkness. It is glorious. It is suspenseful and everything about this film and the way that it was, the sh- some shots are composed the way that the music's arranged. It's just, it's so everything works. And it's like Brody said, it's, it's probably one of Romero's better works. Uh, definitely the best in the zombie franchise IMO. So yeah, I mean, I said a lot at the top of the show, so yeah, I, I it's I think it's fantastic. I, I honestly think it's fantastic. Like you said, you know, especially the dark scenes where they're running down through the caves, trying to trying to find the way up to the top. It's like you're on the edge of your seat. You're 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 nervous because there could be a zombie literally anywhere. Yep. And it's and it's and it's Romero uh, films violence really cool and like yeah, that's all cool and stuff. But we also have the stuff that he takes the de- the time to like film otherwise than that like the smaller stuff the, the interactions between the characters that allows you to develop them it's, it's not like hyper focus it's almost like the slow progression that it can build up the way that he does it uh like the uh interaction between miguel is that his name mm-hmm. yes, and her sarah, and sarah whenever he she uh puts gives him the sedative mm. Yeah, like slaps her fucking twice. Like, it, yeah, it, but but I think but she understands in that moment through her facial expression that he only did that because he's exhausted. Right. And that's why he started crying and yes. you know everything. Oh yeah. But it's those little things that he takes the time and effort to shoot. And there's a lot of shots going in that. Go go through and sit down and just look and see how many different shots it, it took just to compose that scene alone. Fucking fantastic. It, it's just the attention to de- detail really shines in some of these films. I'm much yeah, you can agreed, agreed. Yeah, you there's a difference. Uh, craft honing. Yes, you, there's a difference between making something commercially and then it being a passion project. And you could definitely see the passion project part of this just really shine through here. Oh, well, Romero yeah. did say that this is his favorite of uh, his Dead series. There you go. I can see that? I can see there that. I can understand why. Enough said. Enough fucking said. Premise, boys. Love it. Fantastic. Yeah. Love it. Absolutely. Keep this. Even uh, though, even though it's told that they don't survive i still like to think like you know something for that little bit of the end they bobby well, when the movie ends you don't know that so it you said matter. that was in the comic though right yep no it is in a book he wrote he oh, wrote on the book i apologize okay so then they they survived it's almost but yeah well yeah we again so when you watch the movie it shouldn't be based on other information outside of the yeah, film already it should so, right, yeah. that's just a after effect for your enjoyment big thing of course but just yeah, saying, dude, like the climax of a film definitely shouldn't rely on the fact that a sequel is going to come. Just saying. No, uh, no I agree with that. <laughs> that's for, that's for, that. 
Except for a movie we just watched recently. Uh, not for Gormore. Uh, yes, I'm talking about Mortal Kombat. Ah, there it is. Yeah. Right. No, I knew that's what he was going with. <laughs> yeah. Recycle, Which, by rewind. The way, by the way, the, the writer did confirm that this is basically the prequel to the first Mortal Kombat game, whereas uh, that's why there's no tournament. Yeah. Well, yeah. I had, yeah, there's, there's a lot of stuff I can bring on, but. You know how you could have done that? Marketing it differently. Yeah, if that's what you're saying. Make, yeah. Making it more known that it's gonna, it's more of a prequel than an A. Yeah. Uh, than the, the what, we're gonna, what we thought we were going to get. Still say you didn't need Cole Young. Mm. Aquaman. <laughs> no, Wakanda. Wakanda Aquaman. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You'll find out. Cockwoman, there we go. Cockwoman. Uh, <laughs> uh, re- we all just gonna rewind. Yeah, yeah, rewind. Oh yeah, for days, dude. I rewind. Actually, yeah, it, yeah. it was remade, and nobody watched the remake anyway. So it's I true. did once, and yeah, mm. can't get that time back. <laughs> 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 Fucking Nick Cannon, goddamn. Oh, do I hear Brody? And. Right, I'm telling you now, we're getting a fucking Mortal Kombat sequel. And. <laughs> I mean, they did make over their box office of what they expected this weekend. So he's, that's, he's just from that. That's not including the money that HBO paid for them for the streaming rights. Right. Which I'm still trying to find out on that. And I can't. They haven't released that info. They, they've never said. So like, like Internet, they, yeah. they said how much they paid for Godzilla versus Kong, which basically they made their budget back on that, too. Which yeah. I will say, and I don't know if if anybody's listening between shows. I fucked up on Fatality. It, well, I don't know where I got ninety five million, but it said that on two different sites. But it was actually only fifty five million. They rolled in so far on Friday and Saturday alone twenty two and a half between America and Canada, and I think international was at like nineteen. So they're nice. almost made back their budget, and it's not even the full first week. So yeah, well, know. it's it's going to do just fine. Listen, executives. Want money, right? Like that's all they're fucking interested in, unfortunately. But we'll see what happens. Yeah, they, yeah and, and Mortal Kombat did not have a huge budget to begin with, so I think they're stupid if they don't make a sequel. Hey, but Chad. I, yeah. Make Solo Two happen. Okay, let's rate right? this. <laughs> yeah, what were you telling? Like, you said oh. he, that dude was signed on, and then they got fucked, right? Yeah, you guys are like, oh, but they signed what's his nuts for four films. No, like, I, no, they, they right. signed Alden Ehrenreich to four films. They, they, they signed. Why did that get fucked? Uh, I don't know because I'll, that's right. Disney blew the fucking blew it on marketing solo. They decided to release it six months after the last Jedi with only three months of uh, promotion. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then they ended up spending double the amount that it cost to make a normal Star Wars film on it because they filmed seventy percent of it with the Lego guys, thinking they were going to get a serious film, and said they got tongue and cheek comedy film in the Star Wars universe. Then they hired. Uh, fucking Ron Howard to come in and then Star Wars it up and he shot the whole film again and then kind oh. of put whatever scenes kind of fit from that from the previous cut so about a 500 million dollar movie later including advertising oh, Jesus it's kind of be kind of hard to make that up especially six months later after releasing one of the most divisive and controversial Star Wars films ever released I still want opinion. to see the original cut. I still want to see wait, what wait, it was like. Which, and which one is that? The original cut featured a snowball fight between Chewie and Han, which I'll all say. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm not a Star Wars guy. So which Star Wars was that? Uh, Solo. Solo. Oh, the Han Solo movie. Oh, yes. yeah. But you were saying what was released after that? No, I this episode was, eight was released six months prior to Solo. Oh, and that was uh, Last Jedi. Last Jedi. Yes. 
And that was the one everybody pissed all over, right? Yes, that will derail any franchise temporarily. Fair enough. I actually have no problem with it, but that's me. I honestly think Rogue One and Solo are probably the biggest, brightest pieces of Disney era Star Wars. Just my opinion. Oh, no doubt. I, I fucking, I Rogue, fucking love Rogue Solo. One for sure. Yes. Uh, Solo and Rogue One so. gave me those original Star Wars vibes that I got when I watched uh, two yeah. and three. So, yeah. like for me, for the first time, okay, two and three are my Star Wars. Four, five, and six are Chad Star Wars again. The, the benefits of having multi generational podcasters. Anyway, yes. Uh, Continue. Rating four point eight for me. Uh, I'll give mine a four point four. Chad, I'm going to side with the DKB. It's a solid four. It's good, but I still love Dawn so much better. John. Well, I really wish I could remember Dawn because I actually like this one a little bit better than Dawn, but I'm going to give it a four or five. Mama Money. Gormor score of 4.4 out of 5. I Not think that's very, very fair. Very nice. no, that's pretty good. For 1985's Day of the Dead from George A. Romero. So, boys, what's next yeah. week? Oh, God. What is next oh, week? Oh, just, just to know. give you guys a heads up, we gave Dawn of the Dead a 4.9. Oh, we do. Okay. Really? And next, yes. Okay. And next week is the <gasps> classic Event Horizon. Fuck yeah, dude. Ooh, all right. Hot minutes since I watched that shit. That yeah. is uh, so, just to remind you, you guys have a week. One of you better have that fucking Shout Factory Blu ray. So we can talk it's about really it. Out yet? Do it. Okay. What? What? It's not out yet. It doesn't come out until like June, I think. Really? Oh, really? Let's I thought it because we just already. No, because they just announced the uh, the features like a month or so ago. Oh, they must have announced it really uh, early then. They did I, because they were trying to find the, uh, the the deleted scenes. That's right. Okay. It's like, it's like uh, this has been around forever. It should be out by now, but no. no but yet. apparently not. <laughs> okay, I can't give you guys that challenge. Fuck. <laughs> Brody. <laughs> Brody is letting us know that he is having a good He's time. He's excited. He is excited for Event Dude, Horizon. It's a cool. great fucking movie. And we get another yes. Sam Neill horror movie, which is. I'll awesome. just watch Pandorum and then. Uh, I also that. like Pan. Dude, I loved Pandorum, but when somebody told me about that originally, they were like, if you love Dead Space, you'll love Pandorum. No. I, I'm like, that's that's a. After watching it, I'm like, that that's a stupid fucking reference because I love Dead Space, but it really didn't have anything to do with fuck like but Pandorum is still a great movie. Or good movie. I don't know. I enjoyed it. <laughs> it's been a minute. There, there was a time that I discussed uh, with TJ that I was gonna do all space themed horror movies this year, and Pandorum would have been one of the picks. Yeah. That could be and next year. We did confirm a pick for next year though, today. Did we? Yeah. yeah what Chad? was it? Um Phantom of the Mall. That's it. Yep. Phantom of the Mall. Featuring Polly Short. Uh, Phantom no. of the Mall, Eric's Revenge. Yeah. Somebody got uh, the new Switchblade Sisters from Arrow, I think. And inside was an advertisement for Phantom of the Mall, Eric's Revenge, which I believe is the same mall from Chopping Mall. And Ooh. Oh, okay. Yeah. So this these uh, mall developers burn down a guy's house with him in it and he dies. And then they build a mall on top of it and he haunts the fucking mall. And it's like all Phantom right. of the Opera, but it's in a fucking mall. And he comes back and it's like a slasher movie. And he kills off all the people in the mall, like all like the, the owners of the mall. Hey, man, people- any kind of horror, any kind of horror movie we get in a mall, I'm down. Cla- classic, yeah, I'm, I'm like, down with eight, that. Nine, classic late 80s, early 90s. Horror Again, Pauly Shore. Is he is he Eric? He's Buzz. OK, oh, God. Buzz. <laughs> 
Oh, and, and we, we mentioned the season two. Oh, okay. Yes. Yes. In uh, a month, LCE season two will be dropping. And one of the films will be 1980s Toxic Zombies. Nice. We, al- we also previewed The King of New York. And next pick, which was, was it Lake Mongo? Slicknick? Yeah. What was Slick? Yeah. I can't remember. What- I don't remember. I think it was Lake Mongo. If you mentioned it on the new episode, I haven't listened to it yet. That'll be uh, a tomorrow ride into work. So Awesome. Appreciate that. Drop today, everybody. Yes, it did. So, friendly reminder that all, well, that this podcast is part of the Project Louder Podcasting Network, your source for pop culture and so much more. Head on over to projectlouder.net and listen to the other podcasts on the network, such as the Big Bad Beetle Bros. Let me click my Project Louder button here. (laughs) Yeah, I know there's a list. Ghoulies Mm -hmm. Unflushed. The TJ Bowser Power Hour, Big Bad Beetle Bros, Fatality, Mortal Kombat, Retrospective, Lights, Camera, Exploitation, Wrestling Ruined, Lay Rabbit Hole. Uh, what else do we got here? Box Office, Banter, Comics, and Kaiju, Jerk the Curtain, Joints and Joysticks, Reigns from the Black Lodge, Somewhat Supernatural, Two Guys on Friday, and Wicked Wednesdays. Find those on projectlouder.net and listen to them on Google, Spotify, Audible, iTunes, or anywhere else you consume audio content. And I'd say that that is all for this episode of the Gormore Podcast. This is your host with the motherfucking most, the Fapri Apper, the quintessential Sud Muffin, TJ Bowser. (laughs) This is your dark lord of knowledge, Chad Daddy, saying, see you next week, bitches. Yeah. This is your Fluffmaster Supreme, Big Johnny D, saying, see you later, Gorehounds. This is your killing machine, Bobby and Moan, saying we'll kill you next week. <laughs> <laughs>